Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. Hey, Dana, I am afraid I just don't have a good opener for this week. Well, then let's just go right into, hey, David, it's that time of week again. (laughs) Time to kick some ADHD. Bam. I was so stuck because I was just, you know, I was afraid I didn't have (laughs) something. I don't want you to be stuck in the fear, David. I know. I appreciate that about you so much. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, number 115. Can you believe this? Here we go. Yeah, and you're recording number 115 at 115. Oh, it is 115 my time. Look at that. It is. It is. That is weird. Yeah. Isn't that just... Woo. Well, Dana, hello from the future, because it's only 10, hello 15. From the future. Yeah. yeah. How's that future treating you, David? Hey, it's pretty good. The coffee's good in the future. So you have that to look forward to. <laughs> We have a couple of members in the Success Club, one's from Australia and and two from Japan. And I always want to ask them, so how's tomorrow? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's so overdone. (laughs) It's it's so it's like for people that haven't heard it, though, it's always funny to watch them go, wait, what? You know, what do you mean? (laughs) I want to know how tomorrow's doing. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right, David, enough babbling about let's talk about our topic today it's stuck by fear of failure Mm, been there ouch yeah yeah so if you're stuck afraid that you're going to fail um this topic has come up a number of times in the last week with in my world so i thought hey Let's talk about it here on the Kick Some ADHD podcast. I'm glad that you that you that you do that because it's it's like those are the conversations when they're fresh and there's something happening and you sort of like have it on your mind. It's a it's a good time to talk about it. But this is also, man, it can be paralyzing. You know, it can, it really can. And I used to do this a lot myself, and um, have learned to trust myself so I don't have to. I'm not afraid I'm going to fail anymore, but that's part of my journey of learning to live easier with ADHD, and that's why I think it's time to talk about it. I'm glad we were talking about it. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. So I've identified two flavors of being stuck by fear, and there are probably more, David. So as I'm talking about it, think it through, because I bet you'll come up with more. You never know. You never know. know. And if you fail at coming up with more, that's okay. I still think you're the most awesome person in Florida that I know. (laughs) Well, you can just help me get (laughs) unstuck. If I, if I fail, you'll, you'll, (laughs) that's an easy one though. Cause Florida, man, Florida, man. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I will still adore you. All right. So two flavors. One, we failed at things so often in the past that we're afraid to start anything new. We just go to this automatic no. 
Um, I got an email from a woman last week, right before the Success Club started, and she said, I've been struggling about whether I'll be able to commit to this program, which I so desperately need. Ooh. I've read about the program several times. I've almost signed up several times, but I am scared I won't be able to be accountable for this program, just like everything else in my life. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. And, and that resonated with me so much. Yeah, it's it's especially painful when you're in that, you know, when you arrive at the place where you realize you need help at that level, but then you're like, I don't think that I'll even be able to work with the help that I'm reaching out for. I mean, that's just a double whammy, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a circle of stuck, isn't it? It really is. Honestly, it was yeah. it was a factor when I was thinking about working with you for coaching as well. It's like, I don't know. Like, if I invest in this, am I really going to stick to it? Am I going to do it? I don't, eh, you know? Yeah. And and a lot of people have that fear. And realistically, a lot of people don't stick to it. Right. How? So I, and I don't want that to happen. I want people to go into it um, aware, conscious, and that's what we're talking about today. Exactly. So that's one that they're just afraid to start anything new and the other flavor i have is failing to keep commitments so often that we stop making commitments at all commitments to other people but also commitments to ourselves. yep the uh, goals no more goals no more ideas no more future it's just i i have let myself down and i to me letting yourself down is yeah, letting other people down is painful and awful, but deeper to me, letting yourself down is worse. Yeah. What do you think? I think I think that I think that's true. We we can survive even even though like it, it some of us are very deeply hurt when we let people down, especially those important to us and people we love and care about, and especially if it's something we know about and it's happened over and over. But there gets to a point like, and I've been, I've been in this where I just stopped making commitments to myself. Even when you get to that, that is, that is a place that is just utterly demoralizing. It's despair, yeah. you know? Yeah. That is the despair and the, the guilt, the shame of letting other people down is one thing, but to me, despair is worse. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, uh, they're, they're deeply connected. Like for me, the, the, when I arrived at the place where I stopped making commitments to, to myself, even it was because I knew I could no longer keep commitments that I made to others. Right. And it was mm -hmm. like, I don't, you know, um, yeah, it's, this is just a deeply yeah. painful situation to be in. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'd had so many, Oh, I'll do that things, starting so many things and stopping. And I, it just, I started to get really ashamed of myself within myself and said, okay, I'm not doing anything anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, I, I think, I think that I can, can speak to maybe one possible variant. I don't know that it's another type. It's like a variant of this, of this first type actually that you mentioned that we're, you know, we, when we failed so often, we're afraid to start anything new. There's a, there's a tentativeness when you do start something that's like, even with this podcast, you know, I, I went to a podcast convention a few weeks ago and it's the first time I've been to one. And part of the reason that I went was that I wanted to try to think about this, 
this podcast that we're making and what does it mean to really have an impact and what does it mean to reach more people and what does all that look like and how can we improve the quality of the and the depth of the impact that we're making on the people that are listening and all of those things, right? But why did I do that when we were in season three and not in season one? Well, partly it was the pandemic, right? But but even with that, I mean, there were virtual events. There were ways that I could have done, but I almost needed to see, I hate to admit this to you, Dana, if we were going to stick to it. Oh yeah. I needed to see if we were going to stick to it. Right. I needed to see if it had legs. Yeah. I mean, and we, yeah. we, we had that conversation along the way, but it's almost like I, I, I was more tentative than was even realistic. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> we produced it for more than two years before, Okay, all right. I think it's going to go. <laughs> I think we got this, David. I know, right? <laughs> we're, we're actually going to stick to this thing, which, yeah. which again, I mean, it, it's kind of ironic. It speaks to, I mean, the, you know, they, they call it pod fade in the industry when someone starts a podcast and they produce a few episodes and then they just sort of fade, <laughs> fade and away. That happens. A lot of podcasts do that. Especially those on ADHD. <laughs> yes, especially yeah. those on ADHD. So anyway... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so I've, I'm, there's a, like a tentativeness to that. It's like, okay, I'm yeah. I've been committed to this show, all, but but like there's a new level. Like, okay, I'm really well willing to step out. I've like like been tiptoeing on ice for a while, and I'm like, eh, it's not ice. It's there's there's solid foot in, uh, under here. We can do this, you know. So there's a little bit of that. Yeah, tentatively starting things tentatively. Yeah, and I I, I think. I mean, we could talk about one of the things that happens to us in with ADHD. We we because of the the sort of differences in the ways that our memories work compared to maybe a neurotypical brain, and because we have faced so many and incurred so many disappointments and caused so many disappointments in our lives, there's a there's a little bit of of our memory. I know we've talked about this before, where we where we tend to select out negative memories, and that's one of the reasons why we tend to be a little more optimistic. Like, yeah, hey, I could do this thing or whatever. But then, and that's almost why it takes us longer to hit this point where we're stuck by fear. Like by the time we actually get stuck by fear of failure. It's because so many negative things have happened that it's like it's it's only rational at this point for me to be stuck by fear of failure. Right, right. And it's just built so it's this layer upon layer upon layer of so many years. And you start to look back at it and you feel the emotions, yeah. the sheer, the sheer frustration and the guilt and the shame and the failure and the despair. And they just you just they solidify and you're stuck yeah yeah Ooh, that was good that was yeah Pain, awful painful <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that okay. Dana. yeah <laughs> sure anytime david you want to be just thrown into the mm. the pit of despair just give me a call i appreciate that no but it's true though and that's the thing is like i i know that there will be listeners of ours hearing this that are like yeah I've either been there or I'm there right now or I'm headed that direction, you know, and that's just very, it does resonate very deeply. Yeah. Yeah. And we were in the success club when we were talking about the first module, we always talk about ADHD symptoms and just identifying your biggest ones. And this is what one of the women said was I, I will no longer commit to anything. Yeah. I was, I was glad she was there because she obviously committed to something. Um, She was able to pull out of that enough to commit to, to joining the group but it's that was you know and so that's why we're talking about this today 
Yeah, and the unfortunate thing is that if you get stuck in that mindset, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because yes. because we'll actually find ways to self-sabotage. Because like the the flip side of this is almost it almost becomes a fear of success, right? Like, what happens if I launch into the new thing and it goes well? Then how yeah. will I screw it up? Then what? Then what happens? And I think this is something. I know the fear of success. They say for everybody. That's the reason people procrastinate. Mm, I've never been convinced that's a reason people with ADHD procrastinate. Agreed. But I do believe it has an influence on this it does it on factors. the circle of being stuck yeah because just when you feel like well i found my exit ramp you know i'm not stuck anymore Ooh, but what happens if it goes yeah. well now what yeah. now yeah. what exactly yeah. the deal is though if we want to live an easier adhd life we've got to step out of that circle of being stuck that fear of failure and we need to do something to break the pattern yeah because if you're not committing to things, not trying something new keeps you stuck, right? Oh, it does so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yet, that said, we need to learn to say yes and commit to things very wisely. We cannot go back to what we always did before and impulsively jump in and out into something, pretending there isn't a problem, and then jump out fast without even thinking it through, that's not the answer either. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So so there's the flip side of the problem of the fear of failure is the overcommitting and setting ourselves up to fail, which we have done over and over again and can lead to the fear of failure, as we said a few minutes ago. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Do you remember first year i guess it was was this the first season um module number not module sorry podcast number 42 guarding your yes i do about david and we did a couple of them one was the david was over committing and then we did guarding your yes but you know what to do about it yeah yeah this is the reverse so so we start by looking at why we're saying no and i'll get into sort of the guidelines here in a minute and then we have to bring in that realistic wisdom of okay how do i not continue my pattern of just saying yes to everything and creating a hot mess exactly yeah yep because you you want to exit this thing wisely <laughs> otherwise you just end up yes. right back in the same spot yeah right back in the same spot and and part of what we're here doing at the kick some adhd podcast is Stopping that pattern. Exactly. People be aware. Solve it once and for all, if possible. Right. Yes, as we wisely said a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. All right. One of my favorite distractions, our old dog just walked into my office. So <laughs> sorry. That's why if you're wondering why I'm looking around and smiling and not at you, that's what's going on. Well, you there, know. She's settling down. Oh. <laughs> Jean. All right. Um, so how do we get unstuck? Instead of saying no to everything, what can we do instead? Yeah. And before deciding not to do something or not making a commitment, we got to think it through. We have to guard against the impulsive no's 
because they come from a place of fear, just as we have to guard against the impulsive yeses. Ooh, okay. The impulsive no. I hadn't thought about that. Because <laughs> that's what it is, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it is. It's like it's like reflexive, but yeah. also, nope. you know, in the moment, nope. like you're not taking the time to think about it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was pretty proud of myself when I realized that one when I was writing this yeah go um <laughs> so which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks um yeah it was uh yeah it's just it is becomes this impulsive it's the same flavor as the impulsive it's the same idea as the impulsive yes it's just a different flavor yeah exactly exactly yeah okay and one comes from a place of fear the no comes from a place of fear. The yes comes from a place of unrealistic optimism. Yeah. Wow. He's thinking. I am. I can see the it, smoke coming out. There's tension Wolfie. between these, you know? It's like, it, it's, yeah. yeah, you really you really can't, you really just can't, <laughs> you can't just like decide, ah, I'm not doing this fear thing anymore. Poof. Right. 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 All right. So what's our first step? Always, always, David. Tell me, baby. Tell me. Well, let's see. I think we start with awareness. Am I right? <gasps> oh, yay. <laughs> yay. Da, 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 da. Ding, 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 ding. Give him that new car. Oh, all right. Wow. I didn't know. That was a big prize. <laughs> Practice awareness. We have to take that pause. And that means we need to spend a little bit of time thinking about it. What's your inclination to say that impulsive no? to just impulsively not commit to anything. What do you, what's, when do you do that? Yeah. For what's, me, what are you feeling? Where are you going? For Tell me. me yeah. No, for me, it's, it's, it's a lot of times it's just like when an idea comes along, it's just internal. It's like, yeah, no, I can't do that. And it's, and it's literally an, I can't, you know, and it's, yeah. it, and it's not the, it's not the, not now the ADHD, not now thing. It's the, no, I know that's going to go badly. It's like, I literally just know. And, and so I, I actually shut down, my own creativity sometimes when I'm in that yeah. place. Yeah. If you had stepped back away from the, that impulsive, I can't, that impulsive, no, are they things that you think you could actually follow through on and do? Well, that would require me remembering all the things I've said no to. <laughs> Can you remember those. one? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah, one, one simple one. You know, I actually had thought about creating a podcast several different times and would just never do it because I knew if I didn't have someone to work with, someone who was counting on me, I wouldn't actually do it, you know, mm -hmm. because it, because it requires consistency and it requires planning and thinking and doing all the stuff. And I love all the pieces of it, but I, I just know me, my, and my propensity to get overwhelmed with stuff and overcommit that like something that doesn't actually pay for itself immediately <laughs> or is otherwise not on fire will always get left in the dust and so yeah that was one and and you know what i've been in I, I, my first job in my life was in radio like i love the the whole medium and the, and the process and so i've had a number of ideas for shows over the years and i just stopped because i knew yeah nope i won't do that you just needed the most wonderfully amazing fun gorgeous partner that's i all. totally did that's and exactly when you what find I was that person let me know 
No, I did. I found that person. I'm like, hey, you need a podcast. And you were like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. All righty. So that's become aware of your automatic, no, I'll fail. What does that feel like? Hmm. And what you did there, though, David, with the podcast is it wasn't was it really an automatic no because you did bring some realism into it i did but i mean there were some ideas in there that would have gone you know yeah okay and okay. and 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 i i think it was wise ultimately for me to not start something by myself so in that sense it it, it was wise um because i needed I, I there was a certain amount of awareness about what it takes for me to actually follow through and that is to have someone counting on me in that way um mm-hmm. But I think that is also a symptom, you know, of, of yeah. something bigger and that, that that's not a healthy place to be because there are other things that I have never done. You know, I, I was in a spot a few years ago where I was like, I need to make a change in my life. And I, and I felt like I had two really great options in front of me. One was to try to do, go back to school, which I never, I never actually started college, although I had a bunch of credits because of the way my high school went, but go to school and, and, and try to wrap up a four year degree so I could go to law school and become an attorney. Ooh. And the other thing that I really was just dreaming about doing, it was like, I knew I couldn't do both. So it was like, okay, am I going to do this or that? And the, the, that in this case was to write a novel. And ultimately I just didn't do either one. You could still write the novel. Sure. I mean, I could theoretically still go back to school, right. but yeah, the novel right. is, is rising higher in my list of projects. Like, I, you Ooh, know. you shouldn't have told me that one. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say I'd committed to it yet, Dana. <laughs> you can't hold me accountable you know what yet. I, yeah. You know what I said on automatic no to hmm. was adopting another child because oh, wow. I didn't think I could do it. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't that just that breaks my heart oh, and too. my beautiful, our beautiful daughter is an only Aww. and uh, yeah. She's an amazing yeah. human being. She is a very amazing human being and um, I'm grateful, but I just thought, you know, with my ADD, I can't, mm. I can't do this. I can't do two. Doing one was enough, was hard enough. So it was just really basically an automatic, nope. We're not even thinking about it. Wow. Can't do it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I know. Anyway. So be aware. What's it feel like? When are you saying an automatic no? And why are you saying it? Where does it come from? What have you done in the past? Get curious. We want you to be curious. We don't want you to be afraid. We want you to be curious. Yeah, that's such an important distinction. I broke his heart so much with that announcement. He can hardly even think now. I mean, it's kind of true. It's yeah. But I mean, I like think about that. I mean, I guess everyone has like dreams that they never pursued or whatever, but like to think that, that, that some of these were viable, but it was oh, yeah. just the fact now. And actually that decision, which became a non-decision on my part was before I was diagnosed. And so I was really, I didn't have a good explanation as to why I was saying no to myself mm-hmm. at the time. I just, I knew that I wasn't sure I would follow through and that I would waste a bunch of money or time or energy or whatever. Right. But I didn't understand what was behind it at the time. It was just, yeah. 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 No, I'd been, when I made that decision about adopting another baby, it was, 
I knew about ADHD. I was working as a coach. I was a baby coach, but I was working as a coach. Yeah. But I hadn't done all the work that I've done since then, because my darling girl's been here for 22 years, um, <laughs> that I've done that w- I didn't have the management, the ADHD management in place. So we're kind of back yeah. to youth is wasted on the young, you know? Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> anyway, what we're what we want you to do is why are you saying no? Get curious. What do you need? If you were to say yes, what needs to happen there? Yeah. But we want a realistic yes, David. Then so before we say yes, we want to think it through. We want to have a plan. Because those automatic yeses or overcommitments are the things that really get us in trouble. Yeah. It's the idea of it, just pulling all of the impulsivity out of it. And not not forever, though, because that's what paralysis ultimately is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's right. just always trying to make sure you've thought through every detail or becoming perfectionistic about the plan. And we're not saying that. No, this is somewhere in between. This is yeah. <laughs> this is not impulsive, yeah. and it's also not forever trying to perfect the plan. It's it's the somewhere in between. Yeah. So it's the, that realistic yes. That's what we're aiming for, and that means bringing back in the things that we talked about in in episode number forty two. You know, guarding your yes. All right. That's when we need to bring in this idea of what am I committing to? Why am I doing it? What's it going to gain? Do I have the space, time, and time in my schedule, in my life? When I say space, I really mean time. All right. And, and I, mental I make space. that distinct. Yeah. Yeah. And right? mental, like, mental space and physical space. Yeah. 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 And, and time space. And if it's important enough to me, and the answer to that question is no, I don't have the time or the mental or other space in my life then what do I have to sacrifice in order to make the time and the space for it, right? Yeah. If, in fact, it's important enough to do that. Yeah. Another thing we have to think about is, is it within my strengths or is it a weakness of mine? Now, for you launching a podcast on your own, It's in your strengths, but being able to pull all the pieces together that we now know that because the creation takes a lot of time. Yeah. And then the technical side that you do takes a lot of time. But then so the would marketing it have been realistic? and the promotion and the other things yeah, well, that we haven't done. Oh, well, who does that? <laughs> you know, Marketing? Promoting a podcast? Right? What's that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that part of it also takes a lot of time. But as it turns out, Someday, you David, can produce we'll a show later. for a while and it'll grow all by itself if you're just consistent about it. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, really slowly. We got that going for us. Yes. So we got to look. We've got to make sure we're staying in our area of strengths and not committing to something that's a weakness and then where can i get help who else can do part of this who else can help me with it and that brings in the accountability piece also and the delegating piece which is so important that we have to look at yeah and it's great if you can find another person with adhd who's you know like-minded well, for yeah. some things, for other yeah. things. For other things, you need someone without ADHD. <laughs> yeah. 
a gentle, flexible person without ADHD. Yes. Someone very understanding and caring and empathetic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, so then we go from the automatic no, what's causing this why, to shifting to that realistic yes. We want a realistic yes. And what goes into it for, for you, um, dearest listener? What, what do you need to have be there for your automatic yes? I mean, for your realistic yes. Excuse me. <laughs> Erase that. <laughs> for your realistic yes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be and interesting. And then, to hear. Mm-hmm. go ahead. Okay, what were you gonna say? Oh I no, I was just saying you. it would be interesting to hear from our listeners what 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 other the yeah. factors are. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to know. Yeah, me too, me too. And then we have to go into the practical. What structures? What reminders? Do I have to have to be able to remember and follow through? How am I going to remember this? Who's going to hold me accountable? What deadlines can I set? Who can help? What supports do I need? Um, What's the plan? What's the habit? What's the structure? And all all of those things, like we've talked about on many other episodes, you know, ways to be productive, having body doubling, all the the strategies and, and, and the things that we, that we have talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those come into play. And then what will I do if I start to lose steam, if it goes wrong? Ooh, good. Because that's a possibility. Sure. Right? We yeah. got it. We're, we're stepping into this eyes wide open. And what I see, have seen in my life and in some other people's lives, people I've worked with, is we hold on too long. So we tend to just sure. let things dwindle and go instead of saying, ah, this, this pig just ain't flying and getting out. It's true. No, we do. And there's a, there's a, there's a system that, that investors use. Like I, 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 I worked with a client years ago that was a day trader and, oh, yeah. and, you know, you think about the level of impulsivity that could affect your, and you, you know, you have huge amounts of money at stake. And so they would just, he would build, here's my, here's what I'm buying in at. And so he would, at that moment, set what his exit plan is. If it gets to this high, I'm selling. And if it gets that low, I'm selling. And, and those parameters were set in advance. And then that way he wasn't making the decision in the moment when it's like, oh, it's on its way up. It's up, 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 you know, and then you, and you miss your exit because you're like, I could make more, you know? Yeah. You have the stop losses set. So when it goes, you just, they just automatically sell. Yeah. And you follow your plan. And so the same thing is true in this kind of situation, right? Like if it's like, just set that, what, what is it? What, what, what is that moment where I'm going to be like, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting my losses here, you know? Right. Right. Instead of, yes, we won't even talk about me and investing. Oh, Um, (laughs) oh boy. (laughs) Oh, it's fun. I love it. Um, okay, so so what can go wrong? How are you going to get out faster instead of holding on and letting, you know, dropping the ball and letting it live this dwindling, slow, awful death? Yeah. Seen that movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. This leads us to where do you start? I say start with small commitments, small yeses, little things. And over time, as you start saying yes more and following through more, you begin to trust yourself and it builds and you start to become unstuck. Yeah. 
What do you think? I think that's good. I also think it, it that it, that we that we have to kind of be cautious with the, especially when it comes to like where where we're making where we feel like we're stuck because we're no longer keeping commitments even to ourselves, and we're making we stopped making commitments to ourselves. Yeah. Moments yeah. like this, it's like I, I, I both I both cannot judge myself too harshly for missing a commitment because we're dealing with reality, you know, and so I can't like allow that to stack on top of a bunch of previous missed commitments to myself and become something bigger than it is. Mm-hmm. But I also can't put too much weight in, on my successes, you know. It's like you, oh, you build yeah. your trust slowly, but you it's like you can't read too much into either one, <laughs> you know? Good point. Each Good new point. commitment becomes its own new opportunity to follow through or not. And, and you know, again, we have to sort of balance this against reality. I mean, <laughs> you know, but but it's it's like you almost have to give yourself permission to have a bit of a clean slate and 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 just be tentative about it. And thinking about why it hasn't worked. What do you need to have set up so it can work? And this probably goes under the structure and the reminders. And while you were talking, I was thinking about exercise. <laughs> so many people I work with, you know, they start the exercise plan and it falls apart and it falls apart. And that's where we get into building those personal systems that we've talked about before and figuring out what is it exactly that you need to be able to keep that commitment of getting up every morning and exercising or every night or whatever it is you're going to do. Yeah. 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 And the curiosity here again, so important because it's, yeah. it's just the curiosity instead of the the judgment and the shame. And so, Oh, I can't do it. No, I'm never even going to commit anymore. I can't do it. It's huh. Why am I, you know, what is my problem? Right. I'm not a worthless oh, piece I of have crap. A, I, I just didn't yeah. put the right reminder system in place or whatever. Or I mix. I have to be at work at eight and I have a hard time getting started in the morning and I'm expecting myself to get up at four o'clock every morning to work out. Right. While also binge watching shows until 2 a.m. You know, like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something here isn't so compatible. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so it's stepping back and and getting curious about what's really getting in my way. Yeah. All right, David. So, if you're stuck by fear of failure, what can you do with this? Where can you go? How can you start to com- get curious, make small, realistic yeses, and start to build trust in yourself. Yeah. So you are ultimately able to be as awesome as David and I are and kick the heck out of your ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I would just add one thought. And that is one? you, yeah, I know it's a, it's a shock, but we're, we're low on time. Um, <laughs> you, dear listener, you have something valuable and important to contribute. Mm. We need it. We need you to, to be who you are and we need you to step yeah. out and do the things, especially the important things, the things that are most meaningful to you. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, you deserve something better than being stuck in fear. Yeah. 
Good point. I'm so glad you brought that up, David, because we have this tendency to play small. If you're stuck, you play small. Yeah. And the world needs us. Yeah. And sometimes the key to the success is that you make a really huge commitment instead of a little tiny one. Just saying. Okay. Sometimes. Just saying. I'm not saying that, that you start with the huge one, but, but you know, the more meaningful and the more powerful the thing is, you know, there, there can be a lot of juice in there for us to stick to it. Yeah. Huh. Food for thought. Random thoughts. Food I turned into two thought. different thoughts. Sorry. I, I see. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> see who's realistic in this group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's true. It's true. All Good right, stuff everybody. Today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I like it too. Thank you. Go out and kick yourself some ADHD and have a fantastic week and we will catch you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.